Evening prayer starts on page 21. Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Together the general confession on page 23. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Excuse me, I passed over the Lord's Prayer. Let's go back to that. Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 66 is found on page 416. Thou, O God, art praised in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed in Jerusalem. Did you say Psalm 66? I'm sorry, I'm reading 65. 66 is on 417. O be joyful in God, all ye lands. Sing praises unto the honor of his name. Make his praise to be glorious. Say unto the God, and say unto God, O how wonderful art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thy works, through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies bow down unto thee. For all the world shall worship thee, sing of thee, and praise thy name. O come hither and behold the works of God, how wonderful he is in his doings toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land, so that they went through the water on foot. There did we rejoice thereof. He ruleth with his power forever, his eyes beholdeth the nations, and such as will not believe shall be able to exalt themselves. O praise our God, ye peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to slip? For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou also hast tried us like as silver is tried. 
Thou broughtest us unto the snare, and laidest trouble upon our loins. Thou suffered us men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, and thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings, and will pay thee my vows, which I promised with my lips, and spake with my mouth when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee fat burnt sacrifices with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks and goats. O come hither and hearken, all ye that fear God, and I will tell you what he hath done for my soul. I called unto him with my mouth, and gave him praises with my tongue. If I incline unto wickedness with mine heart, the Lord will not hear me. But God hath heard me, and considered the voice of my prayer. Praise be God, who hath not cast out my prayer, nor turneth his mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 24th chapter of Ecclesiasticus. Wisdom praises herself and tells us of her glory in the midst of her people. In the assembly of the Most High, she opens her mouth, and in the presence of his hosts, she tells of her glory. I came forth from the mouth of the Most High and covered the earth like a mist. I dwelt in the highest heavens, and my throne was in a pillar of cloud. Alone, I compassed the vault of heaven and traversed the depths of the abyss. Over waves of the sea, over all the earth, and over every people and nation I have held sway. Among all these I sought a resting place. In whose territory should I abide? Then the Creator of all things gave me a command, and my Creator chose the place for my tent. He said, Make your dwelling in Jacob, and in Israel receive your inheritance. Before the ages, in the beginning, he created me, and for all the ages I shall not cease to be. In the holy tent I ministered before him, and so I was established in Zion. Thus in the beloved city he gave me a resting place, and in Jerusalem was my domain. I took root in an honored people, in the portion of the Lord, his heritage. I grew tall, like a cedar in Lebanon, and like a cypress on the heights of Hermon. I grew tall like a palm tree in Engedi, and like rose bushes in Jericho, like a fair olive tree in the field, and like a plane tree beside water I grew tall. Like cassia and camel's thorn I gave forth perfume, and like choice myrrh I spread my fragrance, like galbanum, onica, and stacti, and like the odor of incense in the tent. Like a terebinth I spread out my branches, and my branches are glorious and graceful. Like the vine, I bud forth delights, and my blossoms become glorious and abundant fruit. Come to me, you who desire me, and eat your fill of my fruits. For the memory of me is sweeter than honey, and the possession of me sweeter than honeycomb. Those who eat of me will hunger for more, and those who drink of me will thirst for more. Whoever obeys me will not be put to shame, and those who work with me will not sin. All this is the book of the covenant of the Most High God, the law that Moses commanded us as an inheritance for the congregations of Jacob. It overflows like the Pishon with wisdom and like the Tigris at the time of the first fruits. It runs, runs over like the Euphrates with understanding and like the Jordan at harvest time. It pours forth instruction like the Nile, like the at the time of vintage. The first man did not know wisdom fully, nor will the last one fathom her. For her thoughts are more abundant than the sea, and her counsel deeper than the great abyss. 
As for me, I was like a canal from a river, like a water channel into a garden. I said, I will water my garden and drench my flower beds. And lo, my canal became a river and my river a sea. I will again make instructions shine forth like the dawn and I will make it clear from far away. I will again pour out teaching like prophecy and leave it to all future generations. Observe that I have not labored for myself alone, but for all who seek wisdom. Here ends the first lesson. Together Magnificat on page 26. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shook strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 17th verse of the 5th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court, and anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go, to, go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. 
But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Nuke Dimittis on page 28. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise. Make us to love that which thou dost command, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Good, good Thursday evening to you. I wanted to start off and just like go back to the colic for a second and at where we ask God to give us an increase of faith, hope, and charity and that we might obtain which he promises and make us to love that which thou, that which thou had us command. So there's an implication here that, that we have to go through a change in order to get to where we need to be. And that's kind of important tonight because we're looking at, um, Besides uh, the Sirach or Ecclesiasticus and Matthew, we're going to hear a, bit, a little bit about what has to change for us to enter the kingdom of heaven. But first, a comment on, on Ecclesiasticus. Wisdom here is spoken of, and it's a, it's a 
uh, explanation and description of wisdom. But wisdom is spoken of, and it sounds, uh, it's in feminine terms. And I wanted you to know that it's in feminine terms because the word wisdom in the language that they used is feminine. So there wasn't a masculine version of, of um, wisdom. So it says she did this and she did that. And that's important because um, even though there's a feminine characterization of wisdom because of the um, tense or the, I guess, the gender of the word, the commentators believe the wisdom that wisdom is referring to Christ, and it's because of the preeminence that wisdom takes here. And um, you know, as we read in John one, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all through all things, you know, were created through the Word. But when we're here, the being we hear a lot in Ecclesiasticus here about the, this wisdom being created, and the and the commentators are read because I'm questioning. Well, if this is Jesus, how can how can it be created? And what they're what they believe it's referring to the creation part is the part, just the incarnation or the human body, the part where Jesus became one of us. So um, important thing to remember in, in either case, whether it's male, female, whether it refers to Christ or just wisdom itself, wisdom is to be had and the having of it creates hunger for more of it. And that's um, even though Jesus said, whoever drinks of me will not thirst again, eats of me will not hunger again. What we're talking about is we will want more of wisdom. We want more of uh, fellowship with God and, and through Jesus. And and so as we taste that, it's it's something it's um, something so sweet and good that it's something that draws us back to it. But for us to get there, there has to be some things we do. So we move to Matthew and we find Jesus is in this. Uh, you know, the second half of the chapter that begins the Sermon on the Mount. And he's, so he's moving through the Sermon on the Mount. And so he says he came to fulfill the law, not destroy it. And I asked myself, what does that mean? And Jesus is the f- fulfillment of the law in all of its aspects. He fulfilled the moral law by keeping it. He fulfilled the ceremonial law by being the embodiment of everything that the law uh, types and symbols pointed to and becoming the perfect sacrifice. And he fulfilled the judicial, judicial law by personifying God's perfect justice. So he was all of this. He was the total fulfillment of the law. So in that time period, the Pharisees were thought to be the most righteous. And, of course, if you asked anyone, and they would tell you that's what they were. But Jesus said your righteousness has to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Could you imagine not being a Pharisee in that time and being told that you have to, your righteousness has to exceed theirs? I think my first reaction would be, um, man, I'm in big trouble because, you know, I'm not going to live like, I'm not going to be a Pharisee. I don't know how to do that. And what chance do we have if we have to exceed the righteousness of those who think of themselves or, you know, claim to be most righteous? So Jesus then gives us uh, some um, guidelines on what it's going to take. And so what he says is, is he's basically telling you it's, it's not what you do, it's what's in your heart, and that's what you'll be judged on. So he says you shall not murder. You know, it, you've heard it said that, and he has this list of things. You've heard it said that, and first off, you shall not murder. But murder is uh, takes some anger to it, and so he talks about calling somebody raka, and raka means empty-headed. And then uh, whoever says fool will be, you know, subject to hell fire. And the reason is, is the anger in your heart to treat somebody that way is, is like a verbal abuse. And it's the same anger that is murder. It's just on a, the action isn't as uh, um, intense as, as murder is as an action. But the condition of the heart is the same as if you were murdering. So he also said it, you've heard it said that you shall not commit adultery. 
And once again, we're looking at it's the condition of the heart is more important than the act. So if you even look upon somebody that way, that means your heart is inclined to that evil and your heart needs to be changed. Um, thinking of some of the Psalms where it says that you, you lay down in your bed with these thoughts. I mean, this is a horrible thing. And so um, as we become aware of that and we come closer to God, of course, our heart will change. He said, you've heard it said that whoever divorces his wife and the Mosaic law allowed you to give a certificate of divorce. And and they would do that sometimes because of the hardness of their heart or they wanted somebody else or they got tired of their wife or, um, you know, however that worked. And again, it's a condition of the heart, not being happy, not being appreciative. And it's the same condition of the heart that David had when he gazed upon Bathsheba and decided to um, take that matter into his own hands. So it's the things of the world versus the things of the heart. And just to be fair, since we don't just all, go all male on that, um, Eve in the garden, her condition of her heart was not trusting. And so she decided that she fell for the, the lie that there's more to it than what God was giving them. Uh, Jesus says, don't swear falsely. And so people would make oaths to God. And, and he said, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. And so all of this shows a requirement for a pure heart. And it shows... What I think is, in, in my opinion, is a critical part of the Sermon on the Mount is that our only real hope is not in our actions, but in, in our acceptance and our reliance upon the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, his mercy and his love and our ability to, uh, his, his sacrifice, which pays for our sins, which, which as we repent, um, it, it is, uh, makes us, um, justified or, um, we can be considered, um, it makes us holy. There's something we can't approach on our own. So his fulfillment of the law provides a way for us to appear before God as righteous. So we can't do that on our own. That's, that to me is the whole point. You can't do this. You need me. And so it's pointing toward, back towards Jesus. So we meditate and pray. We remember God's mercy and provision for us. And, and that happens and our hearts are changed. And as our hearts are changed, we draw closer to God. And as we draw closer to God, we hunger for more and more of that peace that passes understanding. So because we're human, we'll find ourselves sometimes being drawn back into the world. And so our job is to continually repent and turn back to God and experience his love and forgiveness until we desire it more and more. So, um, that's about what I wanted to say about the scriptures today. So my hope is that we continue to repent and walk closely with God and experience that um, that forgiveness and peace that that just becomes. Um, I don't want to say um, we're, we become um, anyway. It's something we want. I didn't want to say we're addicted because that that <laughs> that's a different thing. But we just enjoy it and love it. So let's continue with the intercession on page five ninety. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our friends, relations, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our supplications at this time.
And do thou, the God of pity, administer them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you, uh, Leah, for reading and Barb, of course, for responding. And thanks for each of you for, for being a part of this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bob.